Hey, kid, let's go get chlamydia together. Three, three, two, 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 one, one, hey, go. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to the Game Recommendation Podcast. This is a podcast where we recommend games for everyone who really wants to just have new games to play that, that are really awesome. My name is Tobian. I'm the, the owner of a game company called Polish Spice Games, and I'm a designer, and I'm here to be recommending a game together with Grayson. I am Grayson. Uh, pardon the audio. There's someone blasting the side of my house with a water cannon. Uh, I live in Washington and I like to recommend good games to people. And Robert? Hey, my name is Robert Ball. I like to recommend bullshit uh, uh, and good games <laughs> sometimes. Gerardo? Yeah, my name is Gerardo Medina and I also like to review games for you guys. I'm from New York. And Daniel? My name is Daniel Rosales. I'm the president of Hivebound, and I am a huge game fan, so I want to hear what games are you recommending today. Right. This is awesome. So today we're recommending the game Part-Time UFO, which is basically a advanced stacking game. And Robert, uh, Grayson, and me have been playing the game, and uh, Daniel and uh, Gerardo will be receiving the recommendation. All right. Part-Time UFO. I guess it's like an advanced stacking game. And so there's a story to this game where you play as a part-time UFO that is looking for a job uh, <laughs> to stack stuff. That's what he lands. Doing. He lands <laughs> on the job. He's not looking. He lands on it. <laughs> exactly. He lands on the job. Well, more accurately, he like causes the first job to happen because he like crash lands, and then a farmer's like, "You guys, you you youngsters are doing nothing with your lives. Here's a big catalog of jobs." And then all of a sudden, you have a small apartment somewhere in Japan, assumedly, and then you go around and you help people with odd jobs. That's that's the whole thing, and it is a stacking game. I, I I'd say that if I had to compare it to anything. It would not be another game. It would be like one of those skill-testing crane games they put in arcades where you can win stuffed animals and stuff. It has that same... It has like a physics engine that relies on weight and distribution of weight and how fast you're going. It Stacking is all you do, but there's a lot more uh, like nuance to it than that. There's hidden objectives in each level that you're kind of only told through visual cues, no instructions. You just kind of have to figure it out by exploring the one screen level to the best of your ability, which is surprisingly uh, deeper than you might expect. And the rest of the time, you're just stacking stuff up to unlock more levels to stack more stuff. It's about as simple as that, and it's quite a lot of fun. Oh, recommendation over. Let's go up. Ah! <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was just a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, there is no bad jokes. There's just, you know, a bad audience. So, <laughs> I am the worst saying, audience. You know, he went through everything. There wasn't the game. They didn't get a chance to ask the questions I wanted. Ah. I oh, but there's I so many. There's the game. He said everything. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, for starters, it's kawaii. It is mucho kawaii to butcher two languages. Very much cuteness. It's from the makers of Kirby and Box Boy. 
Well, okay. Yeah, I, I've, I've noticed that too. That it's from the Kirby games that that company also made. What what did they do other than just this part time UFO? Technically speaking, this division, um, well, the main company is HAL Laboratories, who made Kirby, and also the Box Boy puzzle games. And uh, this division is HAL Egg, which is their mobile division, which, sorry, I'm not too much of an expert on, but as far as I'm aware, Part-Time UFO is their first and so far only mobile contribution. It's not linked to Nintendo, like a lot of their other properties. It's just something that they decided to do on their own. It carries a lot of the same style. It was uh, nicely covered in video form from by a YouTuber named Ant Dude, who also yes. has this unhealthy fixation with Kirby, and I'm 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 pretty much on board with that. I think Ant Dude has the Box Boy amiibo that was only released in Japan. Oh dear, I would love to. Oh, Box Boy shows up in the game. Yeah, he's just on the main menu. So Daniel, you were you're missing stuff to ask about, but there's actually so so if we go back to the the game itself, like it's it is actually a little bit more than just a stacking game because if if you take like the mechanics from a stacking game, you have like a box and you try to just put it on the other box, and I guess like one of the things that I thought made it interesting is that the way that the pieces that you're about to stack is placed on the level. And so first off, some of the pieces are, are, are placed in various places and then you have to pick them up. And if you pick them up wrong, they're going to be really, really difficult to place and to stack. Mm. So, so there's a lot of strategy in how you move around and which pieces you take first. So you kind of like you want to stack pieces together and build a house. And so you have to kind of like find the right pieces that might be placed in various locations and then stack them in the right order. So the goal is not to just do the highest stack, but to actually make an order stack. Yes, exactly. Mercifully, uh, there are three objectives in each area, one of which is often hidden in environmental and visual cues, as mentioned by Grayson. And you don't have to achieve all three at the same time, which is wonderful because people like me can't work very fast unless I'm in bed. <laughs> Bravo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, ooh, bad memories. Me I'm divorced. <laughs> yeah, uh, when it comes to the objectives, um, each one, the three missions on each one, um, I think there are three medals, I think is what you'd call them, and they're for accomplishing each of the three achievements. The more medals you get, the more odd jobs you get to do. Exactly. Yeah, that is that is the case. And what's really interesting is, uh, I think it was it was Thorbjorn and uh, Rob who mentioned this, but it isn't just stack things high or stack them in order. You have a lot of different, like comedic scenarios. It's like, hey, these cheerleaders are trying to form a human pyramid. Stack them in the best shape you can. Or uh, this elephant is balancing on a trapeze for this circus act. Drop a bunch of animals on their balancing stick. And the whole time that all this is happening, you are treated to some lovely music. Would you like to, would anyone like to go a little further into that, their music? I kind of want to stop him, but it's really iconic. I think we should go all in for the music. I like, I, I enjoyed the music as well. Let's hear it. 
Okay, what, what's interesting about the music is similar to some other games, which off the top of my head I'm blanking on. Uh, it Mario does this World. thing. Mario, Mario World does do that. Okay, uh, what we're referring to is that there is one main theme for the game that gets constantly remixed for each level. And the tone is usually pretty similar. It's usually bubbly and upbeat, but it's changed just enough that it sounds like a different song. And occasionally peppered in are just these, what I can only describe as babyish vocal cues that are just this sugary, sweet, syrupy, kind of adorable, that if if it doesn't make you go, oh, just like once, then I, I, I worry for you. Because it's just so <laughs> sweet. Oh no! <laughs> I didn't. I didn't do that. But oh, I guess I worry for you. <laughs> yes, you probably should. My, but I guess it's uh, like I'm always concerned when I play mobile games. It's like I, I turn off the sound because there's always a lot of people around me. So I'm. I'm either I'm. And I, I can't wear headphones because then I can't hear when, you know, things happen. You're a but family man. You need to be able to yeah. hear because dishes may be in danger at any point. No, but you know what? It's pretty cool. Like we have like a kitchen fairy. And so I don't like when we were here at, at my vacation home, we, we, we have to do the dishes. But at home, I could just put my dishes on top of the dishwasher. And then the next morning... They're clean. It's oh, pretty amazing. amazing. Yeah, I've known my dishwashing fairy for a while, them. too. <laughs> <laughs> so back on top of like, so the music kind of like have this iconic sound and it has, it does this thing as far as I uh, understood racing, it have these small noises that is just put in. Is there any gameplay thing that is affected by these noises? No, it's just another element of the music, which I'd argue is just like something they learned with Kirby. Like there's a certain friendliness to that sort of sound, that sort of disarming charm where it's just like, oh, this is just something that's like the gaming equivalent of a soft, fresh newborn baby swaddled in a fresh linen. I should just stare at it and appreciate it. That, that that's like the impression I get from from Kirby stuff. Like all their very and I guess this because it has a similar tone to it is this air of we'd really like everyone possible to enjoy this if we could, but we're also making it with our distinctive vision in mind because that's what we wanted to do. It reminds me of uh, a lot of games stylistically. If we're talking about the graphics, it gives me like Rhythm Heaven and WarioWare impressions. It has a really nice use of soft focus, which I don't see very often in pixel art. It gives uh, the surprisingly simple screens like a lot of different stuff to appreciate. Soft colors in the background, more bold colors in the foreground. And um, it's just really nice pixel art, very expressive, lots of it. And it's used to express personality at every turn where they can. It's, it's all really good stuff. Speaking of expressive, the backgrounds 
much like certain earlier fighting games that existed where they would have uh, non-interactive backgrounds, but they would have the backgrounds be reactive in that yeah. they would, yeah, they'll respond. And it's cute. That's, that's the whole thing. Let's talk about anecdotes. What happened? What did something cool happen while you were playing? I gave Robert? up. <laughs> you gave up on the game or just generally? There was a, oh, I've given up on everything by this point. You should know, but no. Uh, in, in, in the game, the missions range in difficulty. I let my daughter have a go at it. She thought that the fishing level was really fun, and she never did anything else. And I noticed that, wow, you know, these games, they work for different demographics, but different missions work for different people. Yeah, Did anyone I, think this game is similar to WarioWare? Yeah, I was I was thinking that not not as much in um, mechanics, the WarioWare thing, but more so in tone because things happen so quickly, and it's all these like cartoonishly exaggerated, but like basically mundane scenarios. Like, oh, it's uh, it's a bunch of people trying to put fish on a boat but you have like all these colorful fish and they flop around like they've got ragdoll physics and there's just like an anime captain standing in the background like flashing his his big waving coat or like the the cheerleader one where you can drop a cheerleader on their head and they're just like oof but then they're fine and they just sit there with their legs at like an at 180 degree angle yeah. for like three minutes and that that's its own kind of funny yeah, yeah. I, I did is it me? But I have like this a little bit of a pervert feeling. Like it, it's like yeah. there's, for example, with the, no, I get that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, the fisherman in a in a kind of like this big coat. <laughs> but at the chili the level, there's also a man with a camera, kind of like lying yeah. down taking photos. <laughs> it's, it's, you can grab him. He's, it says he's from the press. He's supposed to be taking pictures. He's there for yeah, a purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. It seems to but. be innocent, but also a little bit kind of like, hmm. <laughs> That's a bit WarioWare, that. Bring him in. Get him in on the action. You can do. He looks like a background element, but you can grab him and pluck him out of the background, drop him into the cheerleader pile. And he's like, uh, uh, I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> I didn't even notice you can do that. It's hidden. It's hidden. You don't. You won't find it unless you're tinkering around with just uh, the background. Like there are, um, there are a good number of items where if it, if something looks a little bit different from everything else, you should drop your crane on it and see what it is. Because almost always, well, no, I guess not almost always. Uh, about fifty percent of the time, there will be a hidden element that you can interact with and find and so on. They all have very small visual cues that you can actually do it. To go back to Daniel's question, it's like fun experiences. Like one of the things that I found very enjoyable about the game. And so I was just like you, Robert, I was playing it with my kids and this Mm -hmm. moment. So when you stack and when you're done stacking, you know what you're supposed to look like. And then you have this, disfigured uh, representation of what you're supposed to be collecting and then mm-hmm. everything is just standing right on the tip of tipping over and you have it has to keep its shape for i think it's like three seconds or five seconds <laughs> and uh, that, yeah, and these the five roll. seconds can 
Exactly. There's a drum roll. And you can kind of like, you can support the building with the UFO ever so slightly gently pushing it and, and it would stand still and it would be part of uh, holding your horrible construction up until the drum roll is over. I and, never <laughs> thought of that. And that to me Love was move, just huh? the most enjoyable part of it. Just, just like making a horrible, horrible mess of a building and construction and then the drum roll is like, oh, fuck, it's going to tip, it's going to tip. And if it tips, I have to play it over again. And you have this sensation of, of fear and excitement in the same moment. That's pretty cool. Uh, well, you were watching your kids play it. How did that play out? Like, how did they interact with it? Did they have a favorite, like Aria and her fishing area? She was much yeah, younger. Yeah, he had the fishing that. area as well. He's, he's nine years old, and he was just fishing the crap out of of that oh. and he would he would just think that that was the most fantastic uh, fishing games are more fun the less they are like real fishing <laughs> yeah that's a real life fisherman i didn't know what you mean I, well it depends it's like i remember fishing as a kid we would just buy like a, a box of beers and then we would go and we would put our our hooks out and then we would drink beer <laughs> and we wouldn't catch anything <laughs> i enjoyed that kind of fishing uh, well, I, I mean, would. If you want to eat, you have to catch something. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. An STD. If it's a really oh, good fishing dear. trip. <laughs> oh, is this dear. a father-son fishing trip or? No, 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 I, no, no, no. Oh, The fishing trip that goes God. into it like a a a a night in town kind of fishing trips. Hey, kid, let's go get chlamydia together. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Slow and steady. Slow and steady. Slow and steady. Oh! Okay, slower. Steadier. More carefully. No! Anyway, Planet Rabbit is a natural evolution of the classic Lunar Lander games. By natural evolution, I of course mean it involves a bunch of adorable rabbits colonising an alien planet made of… cheese. While trying not to suffocate in the vacuum of space, naturally, give it a go, it's not rocket science. Except for when it is. Planet Rabbit, available in the App Store and Google Play. The monetization of the game, how do they monetize it? They don't, basically. You pay once and then you just have the game. Yeah, $4 yeah. It's a flat rate. It's $4? $4 flat rate. Four to Not eight, in uh, Denmark. Per, maybe $6, maybe. I don't know. I think it was $10. $10, wow. I, think I recall it being up 3 or $4. <laughs> I, I didn't buy it recently. Uh, I'd actually played this game before we, we did this discussion. And mm-hmm. I remember it being... Yeah, yeah, but it's because they have localized prices, so the price is different in the U.S. than it is in Denmark. Games in Colombia are cheaper. I gotta ask, anybody else tinker with the costumes? Oh, absolutely, yes. I oh, find yeah. the costumes to be very, very fun and interesting. The currency you gain from doing part-time gigs can be spent on buying costumes from a genie that seems to be a genie alien of some sort it's rather confusing a genie that markets to aliens there's a men in black crossover i'd like to see yeah you you, you have a genie it's kind of blue green turquoise kind of 
speaks like yeah. Marshall. I don't don't know what that. I apologize to any nationality. <laughs> Whatever they may be, their, their wares are cute. All the different costumes. My daughter put the puppy on the UFO, and if I recall correctly, that makes the UFO move uh, from um, pretty good clip to holy shit. And yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah I, I was gonna ask. Um, the the different costumes you get to buy, did they affect the gameplay, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they affect the way the UFO handles. Honestly, uh, I stuck with the Box Boy one, which you can get by just tapping on Box Boy on the main menu because it makes it so the UFO stops like way more quickly. It's just like beep, beep, stop. Like there's no like levitation. There's no uh, like skid. It just stops and that makes it easier to make slower, more precise movements without flopping everything around. But there's like a lot of options. So if that doesn't work for you, you have something to work uh, work towards alongside all the goals that come inside the level. So it's got a really nice core gameplay loop going on because you're always getting some sort of feedback or some sort of reward for basically everything. That is cool. I, I never knew that about the box boy outfit. I just read where the description says doesn't actually make boxes. And I just figured, okay, it's just cosmetic, <laughs> just fan service. So, but I guess that's another thing with the game is that, like, it, we were talking about these three objectives that you have for each level, uh, and there's no description anywhere of what you're supposed to be doing to solve these objectives. There's some pictures that's indicating in what direction you should go to solve it, mm-hmm. but it there's no. So some of them are pretty frustrating for me because i i had to figure out what how can i solve these objectives so i get all three objectives solved and it's the same with these these outfits it's like you have to unlock them and try them on and then they will surprise you what what they're doing some of them at least and some of them uh-huh. you can kind of like figure it out but that has like a it has not a random feel to it but it's like you might unlock something that gives you a power that you like. I was saving up for one of the most expensive UFO things that just made it go insanely fast. I can't remember what it's called, but that 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 was completely useless because it was so so fast. <laughs> and I spent all my money on it, just like real life. I can identify with that. So where can they? Where can the game be downloaded from? Google Play where? for one. Yeah, is Google it on Play iPhone? for sure? Actually, but uh... I didn't. I didn't look if it was on, on iPhone. I'd be surprised if it wasn't, but uh, I, I can't confirm for sure. Um, it's, it's on Android in the Google Play Store. Yeah, it is on the Apple Store as well. So you can buy it both for, for Android and iPhone. What about Windows? So Nokia are Windows phones now, and I'm guessing they, they work with the Windows App Store you use on your computer. It's interesting because it's a game that could easily work on a console. It's it's just kind of miraculous they made it work. So, it, like, I'm usually not a fan of digital D-pads. That's part of the reason I've been turned away, like, turned off personally by, uh, you know, ports of, like, platformers or something to, to mobile where it's like, oh, play Sonic, but you have to play with this non-responsive piece of glass, and it was never designed to play that way. But uh, part-time UFO controls really well. I never really had to worry about that. I, it took some time to get used to but it was like a normal challenge curve. It felt like it was actually made for a phone. So I can appreciate that they actually 
tried. Did, really did you change the control scheme? I, I flip-flopped back and forth between um, using one hand and using two hands just to give it a shot, and I found both of them to be perfectly acceptable control schemes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was my experience too. Hal has this gift for making something very simple. Uh, some of their early games pre Kirby uh, kind of resembled this a little bit in that they would start with a core gimmick and then build on it. And I mean, before they start, before they were purchased by Nintendo in the first place, this kind of harkens back to that much like how I think box boy did some of their early stuff where they would start with a gimmick and then they would just absolutely drive themselves mad trying to figure out different ways of using it and playing with it while keeping the, uh, this sense alive that this is a toy and these are the environments in which you can use this toy. And so it's like an all-in-one playset. I personally think it's a fantastic game, and you should go get it if it sounds interesting. Yeah, absolutely. But that's, and I guess that's why we recommended it. <laughs> it was a really great game. So we're recommending part-time UFO. I guess we'll you be back You can get it next. on Google Play and Android. Exactly. Go get it on Google Play and the Apple Store. Sorry. Google Play and Android are the same thing. 